this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is Meet the Movie Press. It's January 10th, 2020. How did that happen? It's called a year. Did someone say awards? Derrickson ditches strange, plus... Underwater and Like a Boss Reviewed. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Uh, This is Meet the Movie Press. It's January 10th, 2020. Uh, You ask for an awards season and they arrive like buses. (laughs) I don't mean they're big, fat, and red. Uh, I just mean they all come at once, uh, which is weird. If you use public transport, that means something to you. If you don't, that means nothing at all. Uh, We have so much to get through on the show today. Uh, Scott Menzel, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're both very tired this morning. We are very tired. We had the HCA Awards. Uh, We'll get to those at the top of the show in just a moment. Uh, Welcome back, Matt. Thanks for having me. Uh, For those who don't know who you are, uh, who are you? Where can we find you? You can find me on the internet writing about movies a lot of places, slash film, collider, things of that nature, and you can find me at Donatobomb on Twitter. You're a very busy man. I am a busy Uh, man. Scott, I forgot to ask. No, Uh, it's okay. Listen, listen, we're both tired and I'm I'm exhausted. (sighs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, the other Scott M over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Literally, my wife said to me, are you coming to bed? And I went, no. (laughs) She found me on the sofa this morning at seven o'clock in the morning. I have no idea how I got there. It was a good night last yeah. night. Uh, I have to say, the HCAs last night, uh, formerly known as the LAOFCS uh, <laughs> Awards, uh, the HCAs, a lot easier to say. Um, you gave me the honour of hosting uh, Taika Watiti last night. He drank some wine. Yes. He, he drank some wine. Um, that's partly my fault, I have to say. I was making sure that the, the table... Uh, the Jojo Rabbit table uh, were suitably hydrated. I forgot to include the water. Oh, oh! So that that is pretty much <laughs> my fault. Okay. Um, but thank you for putting me on that table. Um, uh, HCA's this year. I mean, what a year! Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was. The turnout was incredible. For those who don't know, who yes. was who walked the red carpet last? Oh, uh, I mean, there's so many people. I'm going to forget them. You know, just like we had, we did this next generation thing, which I think was really a big deal. Yeah. I, and I think it, it went over so well. And it was something that uh, we incorporated at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Young talent, 25 and under. Calvin Harrison Jr. was there. We had McKenna Grace, Brooklyn Prince. Um, there, uh, there was just so many people, uh, Millicent Simmons, just, the reaction and their appreciation towards things was just 
incredible. So it was so refreshing. Mm. And what what I what I could say about the show in general, flaws and all, is it just was authentic, and it was natural, human flaws, human elements to it, yep. and everyone embraced it. I think everyone had a great time. It was it was a wonderful space to be in. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Booksmart did very well. Yes, Olivia and the entire team involved in that um, did very well. Uh, Bong. I don't think oh Bong could <laughs> believe how much fun he was having yes. last night. I mean, he was genuinely blown away. Yeah. Uh, Tyker, obviously. Special <laughs> shout out to Tyker. Yeah. Uh, one of the most memorable award speeches of Still all time. time. Yes. Just incredible. Yes. Uh, seriously, it was such a phenomenal night. I, I have to give you... I, I would take my hat off, but uh, my, my bald head would, <laughs> would blind everybody. The reflection I, everywhere. Yeah, genuinely. I, I genuinely take my hat off to you for the tremendous work you did with that again this year. Um, and everybody, I mean, this is the A-list of Hollywood. Yes. Who literally, they were like, we cannot believe how much fun we had. I, you know, I was trying to go through the, the ceremony because there were so many great moments to mm. look back on. Um, you know... We we did the special tribute to Anton Yelchin last night, which was something that, you know, Zach actually had mentioned to me about. And I kind of ran it through and then I asked a few people and we were kind of like, you know what, this isn't that bad of an idea. We should we should totally run with this. Yeah. And I the what confirmed it was I reached out to the director of Love Antosha. Yep. And I said, Hey, I I said this might sound like a wacky idea. But what's your thought process on this? And we be, I, he said, I love it. I, I really would love to do this. And I think it's wonderful. And I'll try to get. The- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Parents to come. And I I mean, I almost... It was so hard not to tear up when the mom came on stage. She She was genuinely moved. Yeah. And it was... that That moment was wonderful in itself. But then Paul... Mm. At the end, in his speech, brought that full circle. Mm. And, you know, he was one of the last awards of the night. And he basically said, I want to take 10 seconds to remember Anton. Mm. And everyone in the room, you know, got quiet. And it just, then he raised it back up. And I just thought it was, it was so beautiful. Yeah. It was really beautiful. No, it was, it was an honor to present Paul with his award as well. Um, it genuinely was, was a great night. And obviously, we, we mentioned uh, Zach, who is off camera, um, but is here in the studio with us today, who did a tremendous job. Oh, yes. Uh, with a montage that started the ceremony. Um, and I, I said to Zach last night that uh, I was sitting <coughs> with a publicist who represents some of the biggest names in the industry. Zach, come, just come in. Yeah. Come and <laughs> shot for a second, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. while I'm talking about <laughs> you. Just, no, just come, just come behind me. Don't right. pull the plug out. But um, <laughs> uh, So this is, this is Zach, um, who uh, edited the, the montage for the intro for the show last night. Um, genuinely, there were publicists last night who deal with the biggest names 
in the industry yes. who were blown away by your work. Um, so you absolutely deserve a huge amount of credit for that. These are people who deal with people who deal with multi-billion dollar budgets, multi-million dollar budgets, and they were impressed by your work. So huge kudos to you, Zach. Thank you. So, dude, it's entirely, entirely deserved. Yeah. So thank no, you so much. Thank you so much, It's Zach. very much it's appreciated. amazing. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. And it's, it's good to have you here on the show today. Yeah. So, thank you. Uh, thank you. We thank really you. appreciate it. Um, so, I mean, last night, I mean, really, Scott, obviously, it's your award ceremony as, as the founder of, of, um, of HCA. Um, uh, last night, how was that a benchmark for you when it comes to awards ceremonies? Because obviously you got the feedback from, yes. I mean, Denis Villeneuve. I mean, Denis Villeneuve had so much fun last night. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him smile. No. <laughs> literally, he was, he was smiling. He had a shit-eating grin on his face yeah. for the entire evening. He was having a ball. Um, so for you, what was the what was the big takeaway last night? The big takeaway for me, and, I, and this is me being 100% honest with everyone like I always am, I was a freaking emotional wreck last night. Um, this organization... Has, it really was like a dream mm. f- uh, as a project to start out with. You know, first year, very small, intimate, about 70 to 75 people in that room. Following year goes up to 150, still manageable. Last night, we actually had to put more tables out at the last minute. And to kind of have the final number be about 260 or 270, that was crazy. And I walked out at one point, um, to start greeting guests and stuff like that. Mm. And I looked at the area around and there were so many people that I like literally my anxiety started <laughs> building because I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Like I just kept saying like to myself, like how did this happen? How did I get here? What's yeah. going on? And the feedback, you have to, even though shit happens, you have to appreciate and kind of live in the moment and see how the the crowd's reacting. Yeah. You can't worry about, all oh, the video didn't play. Oh, there's a little bit of an odd delay here. It's not a billion-dollar show that's been, like, sponsored by hundreds of people. Sure. It's literally an organic grassroots award ceremony. Yeah. So few people do it. And to have so many studios and so much talent embrace us, it really, it, every year I say this, but like flaws and all, I, I think it, it it slowly has become the best one yet. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say who the publicist was, yeah. but while we were at the event last night, one of the publicists that was near me text another publicist saying, you need to be here next year. Wow. Which gives you an idea of of exactly how much... This is growing, and how much the talent really appreciate it. Um, so, thank you, basically, thank you. For, for doing last night. It was thank a you. tremendous work. And Zach, congratulations on your work. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I, and I want to give Zach another shout out. I mean, I know I don't know if anyone's watching here on YouTube, but like, he just graduated college, and I mean, I what? think I think if yeah. he has a future in in doing either editing in terms of like for montages, trailers, or something, mm. or maybe even film, because. I don't know how an editor's brain works, mm. 
But to kind of see, and I've seen a lot of montages. We watch a lot of montages. Oh yeah. The way that certain things in this opening montage, which you can which you can view on the new um, uh, HCA YouTube channel, I put it up last night. Okay, cool. You should really check it out because I just don't know how his brain processed this because he uses this music and he transitions the scenes and there's mm. like moments of darkness and light, but it's so brilliantly executed. Yeah. It really is. It's like some of the best montage stuff that I've ever freaking seen. Yeah. It's 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 he, an incredible piece. Last of work. year he did the you remember he did the John Show one, which I he, do. he did the music uh from Selfie with with John Show singing that song. Mm-hmm. And I thought that one, I was like, okay, you're never going to top this. And then he gives me the opening montage. And last this year, year, if you remember, John Cho was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he really, yeah. You know, yeah. And this is someone who works in the yeah. industry. He was like, yeah. It's, it's seriously, Zach, hugely fucking talented. Yeah. Uh, a big part of the show is obviously the people who take part in the show in the chat. And obviously, if you are finding this show uh, for the first time, uh, if you have perhaps left another network. Gotcha. And are looking for um, a place to find your uh, weekly entertainment news. Uh, welcome. Hello. Glad to, to have you here. Uh, MK Songbird in the chat. If you're watching live in YouTube, we really appreciate it. Uh, Kame Egan uh, is back this year. Uh, Yash is in there. The Prince. Uh, that wasn't promised. Uh, welcome, uh, The Prince. Uh, <laughs> Sky Patterson is back this year. Great to have you back. Uh, Jenna James is back. Sky Patterson again. Uh, uh, yeah, lots of people in there. Gypsy Road. Welcome, Gypsy Road. Uh, do any of you think uh, Move, uh, the Mandela Effect, will get any Oscar nominations? I don't know. No. We're going to talk about Oscar nominations later on in the show. Uh, Sky Patterson, uh, welcome, Mr. Zach. Uh, glad to see you here on Meet the Movie Press. People already loving your work. Obviously, a big part of the show uh, is the people who take part in it every single week. So thank you so much for taking the time out to watch live and become part of the conversation. We will look at the chat later on. Um Okay, so aside, uh, there are some other award stuff going on uh, this week. Yes. Uh, outside of the Hollywood Critics Association. Uh, Oscar predictions. Um, the Oscar nominations come out on Monday. Um, what I want to concentrate on is potential snubs and dark horses. Okay, so Matt, uh, I want to go to you first on this. Uh, what do you think are the films that are not going to make the cut that people might be expecting to make the cut. And who are your dark horses? Um, well, thank you for letting me participate in the conversation now. <laughs> After I'm I so sat sorry. there for no, no, I'm I so totally sorry. get it. I'm so sorry. Hey, I got to apply next year and uh, actually come to the award ceremony for oh. that. Um, but I want to start with dark horses, I'm going to say, because I was talking to you about this before. Mm. I didn't expect Taron Edgerton to have the legs to be around the conversation at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that goes for the Globes, that goes for pretty much everything. And he walked away with an award at the Golden Globes. Yep. So now in my mind, I'm going. Does he have enough to actually get the Oscar nomination? I don't think he has enough to win no matter what. I think the dark horse for him is at least getting the nomination. But yeah. I don't know. If he sneaks in there, is, the, is there a chance that – I think it's kind of one of those movies where, you know, in Rocketman, where the performance and the musical part of it, I don't know. I think that might win some people over and get him votes. I, I, that's my big dark horse at this point. Do you know, I, it's interesting because he's my dark horse, but I also think that he could win. I, th- I, I think don't know if, if he has enough. I, d- I just yeah. don't know. If, if Rami can win for Bohemian Rhapsody... That's I what g- I was thinking. I of. genuinely yep. think that Taron's performance transcends acting to really embodying Elton John. And I think that's the difference that could 
so kind of switch that. And the amount of people that I've spoken to from the Academy who didn't see Rocket Man when it came out. I was going to, because of the release date. That's always the issue, too. Yeah. That's why I was like, I hope people remember this movie because I loved it when I saw it. It's but so that was good. what? That was May? Was that even March? Yeah, May. Uh, yeah, okay. May. Um, and the amount of people who've, who've watched it and gone, like, that's a great movie and Taron's incredible. I, I just think that they're, that's, he's my dark horse. Him and also Paul Walter Hauser. I think for for Richard Jewell, um, I think he'll be in. I don't even. I'm not even sure that's a dark horse for nomination. Well, it's funny because I mean, I, I spoke to him after the the, the premiere um, a couple of months ago, and you know, Paul and I become friends over the last couple of months. And I said to him at the time, I think he's a dark horse, but I genuinely think he's becoming less of a dark horse and more of a shoe in. I did not like Richard Jewell, but his performance in that movie is tremendous. Scott, your thoughts on this? Um, I I want to say that. The momentum is building mm. right now for Uncut Gems, so I kind of feel like that might sneak in. Okay, I do for Adam Sandler just because it's it's kind of that's what like everyone's kind of talking about here. Like, I mean, Taron like shows up in some, doesn't show up in others. Mm. It just seems like Adam Sandler is an underdog. I think people do actually like him too, and I think. That works in a lot of people's favor mm. when it comes to voting. Okay. I think a lot of, you know, and, and it's really weird to say this. I think a lot of people either go like, what is the most incredible, like, life cur- life or career-changing performance that someone could give? And then a lot of the other part goes to, who do I like? Mm. Who's, yeah. who's my favorite actor? Yeah. Who have I met a few times? And they were super sweet to me. Yeah, I think that's kind of goes into voting. Well, so in mentioning Sandler, I mean, honestly, I would rather see Eddie Murphy get that really? spot for Dolomite over. I mean, I loved. I actually loved Uncut Gems, and I loved Adam Sandler's performance. I was like moved at the end of Dolomite. That movie like yeah, stuck with yeah, me yeah. so incredibly much. And I think just what you're saying, you think about like whose career is changing by a role and stuff like that, and you haven't talked about Eddie Murphy in a long time in that capacity. So then for him to come back, have Dolomite be that hit it is, and also he knocks that role out of the park. I mean, like tears at the end of that film when he goes out to address the crowd and, you know, as a character who has now realized his dream and he's seeing it unfold, like, that hit me in a way that I was like, wow, okay, Eddie Murphy nailed this. So that's a dark horse for me. I don't think it has any shot. Mm. I, I don't think it'll be anywhere in there, but... A personal dark horse, I would love to see that nomination. It's interesting because with Dolomite, for me, the biggest performances in that movie, the ones that really stuck with me, was Eddie Murphy did a tremendous job. Mm -hmm. But it was Wesley Snipes and the female supporting artist, whose name I continually forget, that were the really, they were the big takeaways for me from that movie. Um, So I think it would be kind of, Eddie, I think, has been better and has not been rewarded for that. I was not a huge fan of Uncut Gems. I know it's not a popular opinion. Yeah. It was a movie that made me feel very anxious, and Adam Sandler did a great job, and I think you know the brothers did an amazing job directing. I, I get the art. I just didn't like the movie, and I just don't know if the Academy are going to get that. I don't the see s- the right people talking about it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the I, thing. I know that's, it's gaining, it's gaining momentum, yes, in certain areas. I don't see the right people talking about Uncut Gems. Yeah. I don't think it's being seen by the Academy. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's the issue. The one that I really wish would get in, I'm, I know I've been going to bat for this freaking movie for a long time, is is Waves. Yeah. But I, it's just... it's, it's That's another I, one. It pains me to say that it's probably not going to happen. 
But, like, that's a movie where I feel like there's so many elements to that mm. where, you know, directing, editing, actor, supporting actor, supporting actress, there's so many categories to, to pull from. Mm. And I, I, I wouldn't even be hurt if it's just one. But I, I wish someone would give that movie, like, at least one freaking award, you know? Like, I just honestly, I think there's more chance of The Lighthouse. Yeah, I know. Getting recognition yeah. just than be- Waves. And it goes Which to- is already a long shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think actress too i do want to just throw out like number one if aquafina isn't in there i'm gonna be very upset i mm. mean i know it we'll talk about the baftas and stuff like that but um if she doesn't get the nomination for the farewell which is one of my favorite movies of the year so i'm that's personal for it's me whatever movie. what she does in that she deserves to be nominated also i love seeing jesse buckley nominated on the baftas and now i'm kind of like can she sneak in for wild rose I, again, I no, don't think so. No, I know, I, I know. I, I want I would so love bad, to though. see her, I want but so I don't bad. think so. No. By the way, she turned up spectacularly drunk on stage. <laughs> oh, <night>. yeah. Spectacularly <laughs> drunk. Which was a beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So, uh, Jesse Buckley, absolutely. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> I want to drink with her for, so bad. Oh, my oh, God. F- seriously. Are you me? Oh, my God. She is so Irish. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It made me feel quite at home. Uh, which is very good. Um, but, I mean, as far as dark horses go when it comes to movies, I mean... I don't think there are any dark horses. I don't think there are this year. No. Nothing's going to come up from behind. I think we're going to see kind of, you know, the expected sort of, you know, five or ten in there. I don't think we're going to have, a, you know, an inserted one just for whatever reason. I think it's a pretty set thing. A lot of people a couple of months ago were talking about Irishman taking away Best Picture. I, I think that's I lost not, momentum. Yeah, I, I would not don't. put money on that. I would really not put money on I'm, that. I think, I said this before, I think it's Once Upon a Time. I think that has it locked up. It's just the movie made to win the award. Mm. I, I'm not saying it is the best movie, yeah. but when you look at historically how the Academy votes, it's the one made to win the award. Yeah. I, that's, I, mean, I, I haven't been convinced otherwise. That All the components else, uh, Yeah, are exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would love 1917. I don't get everyone coming out on the hate of 1917 mm. after it won the Golden Globe. I think it's a spectacular film. It's so well shot and so well everything. I don't think even that has enough to overcome. You know what I think the problem is with that one? Is, it, I mean, I agree because I I typically don't like war movies. Mm-hmm. And when I went in to see that, I really did not expect to like it. I'm going to be 100% yep. honest about yep. it because it's just I don't enjoy watching war movies. Nope. But there was just a way that that movie was filmed and the fact that it really just focused on two characters and they built that relationship, it just did something to me where I was just so ingrained into the story and into the direction and everything around it just felt like you felt like you were in it. Yeah. It's and a very I, absorbing, and, and engaging I, movie. And I remember walking out of that and I just being like, wow, like that is a cinematic experience. Yeah. And I think why it's getting like hate is because people are like, we have all these movies that are doing something different, and a war movie is going to wind up getting it. I think that's yeah. what it is. But it, it's a war movie that does something different. Like yeah. you just said, the human elements. And it, it's poetic. I mean, the whole entire thing, like you said, is it's not about the war. It's about these two people stuck in war and yeah. the journey they go on and what they have to do. And that is a very universal and human story. And it's also like a historical throwback. Like you're yeah. in this period that you don't see anymore. And they do such well with the um, the trench warfare and stuff like that. Yeah, It's so engaging. It's... I, 
I, I don't get why everyone now yeah. is like, oh, 1917, of course. It's a great effing movie. I don't Some, know. Someone yeah. said to me the other night, he's like, oh, well, 1917 is not really out yet. And I'm like, it doesn't matter whether it's yeah. out yet. It's we within... have that, that conversation can happen oh, until the cows come yeah. home. Yeah. Oh, you're released for a weekend just to get that. Well, yeah, of course. That's what everyone does. That's the way it goes. Uh, people in the chat talking. Uh, let's have a look at what uh, Sky is saying. Uh, I like Taron Egerton. Uh, he's not the strongest actor in the world, but he's likable and good. Uh, he did a good job. Uh, with what he was given in Kingsman, Eddie, the Eagle, and Rocketman. Uh, Yash saying uh, all the actor talk being said, it's Phoenix's awards to lose. Uh, Sky Patterson, Eddie Murphy is a good actor. I think that deserves an Oscar, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Yash, Irishman, or Once Upon a Time, were not worthy of Best Picture. Uh, Gypsy Road in the chat. Uh, the Irishman movie is overrated. I agree. Um, I don't understand the love for it. Um, I mean, it's Scorsese doing Scorsese very well. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say very well. It's Scorsese doing Scorsese. Yeah, yeah that's all but it is. I mean, like, yeah. he's kind of just going through the motions. It's like going to McDonald's again. Like, that's a very tasty Big Mac. <laughs> I'd like to... My compliments to the chef. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Gypsy Road. Uh, Once Upon a Time was slow. Um, if it wasn't for the last 15 minutes, um, I was about to call the movie a bomb. Uh, Sky Patterson, Simon, uh, I would strongly love to see Joker, Waves, Parasite, 1917, and Wild Rose nominated for Best Picture. Wild Me Rose too, is that's... not going to be in There's there. Few, yeah, Waves say, yeah. is not going to be in no. there. Unfortunately, I don't believe that is super possible. No, I don't even believe that is sub suitable. Super possible. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about BAFTA nominations this week. They came out. Uh, Joker um, led overwhelmingly. Uh, white, uh, a lot of people talking about the fact there were white men, uh, not older women nominated at all. Um, this which, is something which, where... Which, Simon, wasn't an interesting last night. And I didn't realize that. It yeah. was something else that someone pointed out. When everyone came up at the end of the night, there was so much mixture of everyone, mm-hmm. which like I didn't even like connect the dots when I was putting all this stuff together and like when we voted and all that stuff. Yeah, but to see that, I'm like, I feel like that is also how most of these things should be looking, and yeah. they're not, which is disappointing. Sorry, but sorry. no, but also it's a case of not it's not voting or nominating people because they no. are women oh, or people of color. It's because they're just doing really Great good work. work. And also, re- like, recognize it in the sense that you're actually watching them. Mm. Like, that's the thing. These Academy voters, right. it's not that they're ignoring them because, like, they're just blatantly saying, no, we can't have them there. Yeah. They're not watching the films. And that's the bigger issue. That's... And I, I think it's really interesting because I am, if you're a regularly, you know, viewer to the show, both Scott and I are, are very uh, pro-diversity, but... Wait, I'm not? <laughs> well, Matt, I don't know. Like, like, I'm just not pro I've seen your Facebook posts. Uh, no, but I mean, obviously, we're all pro diversity, but it, it's kind of. Uh, if, you, if you do the optic, if you nominate because of something, this is the big thing that you mentioned, Scott, in, the, in your big speech at the beginning of the evening. If we put people continually in boxes, and that does not help. No. Because you never get out of that box, you're stuck in that box. And if that's what you're seen as, it's very difficult to get out of it. It's about treating pe- people equally and about having that equilibrium and competing on a very level playing field. And I know people in the industry, I mean, members of the organization who, when they were doing their top 10 movies of the year, they were nominated, they were male directors or male screenwriters or whatever. 
But it wasn't because they were neglecting women. It's like that was just the fact that those were the best movies. Right. And that is unfortunately sometimes what happens. You're not neglecting people from these groups. It's the fact that they just weren't... You didn't think right. they made the best movies of the year. How do we do that? We give more people more opportunities to make these movies, which increases the, you know, the, 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 the playing field. It's which, a numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. And uh, that really is the only way to have true equality, I think. And I, you know, I'm a fine, I'm a firm believer that you know, if you're a if you're a black woman, you can direct. Just to check that I'm up, Simon. Always a good sign on a Friday. Um, but it's, it's fine. It's 9.30. That was like the third alarm that went off. Do you yeah, not wake up ever? If I wasn't here, um, that would be a problem. Fair. Uh, yeah, so this feed would go well. Uh, but no, I think it, it, it's genuinely... It's like, uh, there are people who can uh, just direct movies. You're, you're a director. Yeah. You know, but nobody turns up at work and goes, black woman here. <laughs> yeah. Ready to be black and female. Nobody turns up like that. Everyone turns up. If you're a director, you direct. It's like nobody goes to a doctor and goes, black lady doctor here. Gonna do my black lady stuff. People don't, <laughs> you don't get that in any other field yeah. of work. Yes. And all, I, yeah, you know. Well, I was gonna say, all films deserve to be rated on the same level. It's 100%. The thing. They're all, that's, that's what that's equality what is. is. Yeah. 100%. It's opportunity not optics. Yes. Uh, and I think when people got very upset this week, and I, you know, I will say I'm a member of BAFTA, you know, full disclosure. Um, yes, it was disappointing to not see uh, women and people of colour in there. However, if we give more opportunities to these people, they have more opportunity to shine. Yeah, what? we shouldn't rest it on the shoulders of like three films. No, no. absolutely. And also, if you then say, well, we're going to nominate three women because we need to have women in there, it does down the importance of their work because they're there because of who they are and not the quality of their work. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that said, obviously, like, as someone who loves The Farewell, though, it's like, you know, it is a little... But that's a great movie! I, I know, so where is... Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But, you but, know. But what's worse? These nominations are Critics' Choice. Yeah. Well, that's... Because the Critics' Choice... Yeah. Which we are both members of. We are. But like that, like just looks like that is like the most generic list of like everything that everyone's talking about. Just mm-hmm. like rinse, wash, repeat. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but like literally when that came out, it was just kind of like, oh, everything that was like super popular is on this list. Yeah, and not a single like odd choice or surprise. Yeah, not a single one. I ain't seeing waves. Yeah, I ain't seeing waves on that. But we'll find out who's going to win those awards at the weekend. Um, uh, Golden Globes thoughts. Uh, obviously, the weekend, uh, Ricky Gervais uh, caused something of a stir. Loved. Loved. Um, Perfectly yeah. fine with it. In and out. It was Even if you don't like the comedy, he kept it quick. And yeah. that was even better. Yeah. No real surprises, though, when it came really. to... No, uh, yes. Animated film. Oh. Animated film. Missing Link. Missing yeah. Link. Yeah. yeah. But... I have to say, because I'm such a big advocate for stop-motion animation, mm. I am so happy. Mm. Because even though that was my least favorite like a movie, I'm still so delighted that they are actually celebrating the art of mm-hmm. that. Because that was just incredible. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I was on the poster, I was in the publicity campaign. But genuinely, it was a movie that, that, um, that stirred me. Yeah. Um, it, my wife didn't like it, but that's... 
No, that was Why? the one all my friends were talking about to be like, don't forget about Missing Link when we you know get to Oscar yeah. season. And it was like, mm. yeah, no, that's that's a good point now. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. People were pushing Klaus uh, Claus at the I, end. Yeah, oh, I yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, I would go for Missing Link yeah. over Claus. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, How to Train Your Dragon 3 um, is still pushing in there. I mean, it's such, you know, it's, again, that got hurt because it came out in January or February. Yeah. And I mean, it, that movie, those three movies in general it's are so just good. beautiful trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, outside of the Planet of the Apes, I think it's one of the best trilogies mm. of, in recent recent years. I think you're right. I just think timing and I think just it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, PGA and WGA award nominations also came out this week. Uh, we're not going to touch on those, but I do want to, to mention the fact that they also came out this week. Uh, some news that broke um, overnight. Uh, Scott Derrickson uh, will now no longer be directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Um, what? Yeah. yeah, you didn't see that? Yeah. Um, uh, departed the project over creative differences. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. It's mutual, though. Yeah. Is it mutual? Yeah, that's what Scott said. But... Yeah, it says masturbation. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to make the dark, scarier MCU movie, and we don't know how much he wanted to bring to that. And yeah. Obviously, Disney got scared because why would we make something dark and scary that kids cannot see? Mm. And even if it is mutual, as it's being reported, it's still not going to be the movie that, number one, I wanted to see. No. Because obviously, like, you're the MCU. You've been doing well mm. diversifying the films you're making. You've done the political thrillers. You've done the heist comedies. You've done the sci-fi with the first Doctor Strange. It's time to do a horror film now and mm. bring some horror elements into it. All right, you're not going to do the R-rated horror. I get that. You still had an opportunity to get Lovecraftian and weird and do all this stuff and let Derrickson have that darkness. Yeah. And you just snatched it away. So did, I, I am a little uh, nervous now. Did they not learn from Shazam? Yeah, Shazam had it. Shazam had it. Yeah. Like, it's literally like, oh, God, he's such a great director. Yeah. I'm like, like, this really actually upsets me. This, oh, you're, we're seeing this in real yeah, time, which is yeah, great. This is a live yeah, reaction because, to it. Because, like, he was, I love Doctor Strange. Yeah. I love what he did with it. It was so unique. It felt like his 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 stamp was on. But it still wasn't even full him. I think I know, multiverse that's is going to be saying. exactly like, it was multiverse like, is going to be full I, this, him. Like literally felt like this was going to be the perfect like Scott Derrickson movie. And it was something and, that uh, they they made a big thing about at uh, was it D twenty three or Comic Con? Yeah. Well, he uh, last year? he made a big thing about it. He yeah. was excited to like I said bring his horror expertise into this, and he's like, yes, I get to do my dark thing and do that. Then you had I, I forget if it was Iger or Feige. They came out recently going backpedaling on that. Going like, mm. well, we're not actually going to do the full horror there. So like, they backpedal on those words, and yeah. immediately you start thinking like, okay, is this going to be a whole another Edgar Wright scenario over again where he doesn't get his originality? And what w- you had with Ant Man? Uh, that's what, exactly what I'm yeah. saying. So like, Ant Man happened, and you bring in Peyton Reed, who is a very competent director, but it was never going to be the film that Wright has. Yeah. So now you have to think about like, who are they going to bring in to do this? Because I see people on Twitter now going like, oh, what horror director can they bring in to like finish this? And I'm like. They're not going to bring in a horror director. That's the whole point. Derrickson yeah. left because we're not going to get that film. And, like, you can go the sci-fi route. You can bring the sci-fi guy in, mm. and that's totally fine. But I, I, I'm just – I don't know. I'm curious to see who they bring in to take over because if it plays it super safe, I'm not really going to be stoked about that Doctor Strange. You can't go sort of half-cocked with right. this. Otherwise, it's going to be a completely ineffective movie. And I, 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 I spoke to um, uh, the director of, of Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp uh, a year ago, 18 months ago. And he was saying that there is going to, at a point, come a time where there is a Marvel movie that doesn't land, that doesn't make the money. 
And to me, this is kind of... I think this will be a really interesting barometer in the Marvel Universe, where if it isn't handled correctly... I mean, Thor, I mean, the last Thor movie, to me was like... Taika did an amazing job, but it could have gone one of two ways. Um, and it was it could have done very well, which it did. Or it could have been not received particularly well. Uh, luckily, it went to the positive area. And I just think when you're doing that with scary, I think if you do that half-assed... That's why I think they're going to abandon that's it, though. Problem. That's why I think they're going to abandon the scares. And the other thing, too, well, full is... full stop. I mean... It's going to be dark and weird, but in the MCU watered down sense. Right. I, that's how it's going to be. But mm. the other thing I want to bring up, too, is I think Feige or, again, someone in the studio of uh, at the MCU, they're saying that the Fox acqu- acquisition, mm. they have a character that they really want to work into this film. So now that starts to be like, all right, so who do they want to work into this multiverse film? Who do they want to bring in? And was that also something that changed the trajectory of Derrickson's feature, where Derrickson maybe wanted to focus on Doctor Strange, maybe, and focus within the MCU, and now Feige and the team are thinking, well, how do we use all these new characters we have? That could have been another pull and tug, too, that shifted the entire tone of the film. I I don't know. There's nothing confirmed, but... Yeah. Scott, your thoughts on this? I don't know. I'm... I, I just are you broken? Are you? Okay? I, I, I'm really upset. I, I mean, oh, it, dude, it, I'm so it, sorry. It's, it's really you just ruined everything. I mean, I haven't been on Twitter pretty much this entire week. I, I went on last night just to briefly see how the reactions were to the show, um, and just hearing this, I don't know. It, it gives me the um, the Star Wars vibe again. It gives me the Star Wars vibe again. Solo, where it's gone, solo. Yep, where it's kind of like you had someone who wanted to do their thing. Someone stepped in and said, nah, this is not going to work for us. And, I, and I'm and i worried about this movie now having, like, a lukewarm response because of it. Because yeah. fans, this is the, the with these franchises, fans remember this stuff. Mm. I mean, you remember how much criticism was around with Ant-Man? Yeah. When I, I mean, people refused oh, God, yeah. to see it in the movie yeah. theater because he left. I remember that. Yeah. But there's much less time to remember that, though. Yeah. Because even if you protest the multiverse, even if it doesn't do that well, how many months until the next MCU movie comes right. out that erases it completely? Oh, so yeah, that's, yeah, again, yeah. that's the other thing that uh, Disney has going for it. Sure. I mean, they could let multiverse suck. They don't care because the next three films will be out within a year and you won't be talking about the multiverse anymore. No. Yeah. It's like the Thor movie, right? Like the first right. two Thor movies, like you kind of like what, which which Thor movies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what ones are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, the one even though I love Thor, the first one. You do? Yeah. I do. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Like when he was like Thor three was good. I was kind of like, yeah, it was better than the uh, other, other two. two? Second one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people in the chat saying uh, Jenna James, damn Disney suits. Uh, Alex uh, Mirrors, uh, welcome Alex, uh, saying uh, Claws should be nominated more than Frozen Two. Uh, yes, it should. Yes, yes it should. Yes, it should be. Uh, Yash, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was great as well. Oh, so beautiful. Yep. Yes, it was. Beautiful. Shut up. No. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Good movie. No. <laughs> uh, uh, not so much. Uh, I will uh, stand no. for it. Don't uh, worry. No, not good movie. Uh, not like much. Uh, Jenna James, uh, the news confirms New Mutants won't be included in the MCU for sure. No, I don't think that'll be included in many things. Uh, <laughs> especially not top ten lists of the year. Uh, Xenomara, I'm bummed about Scott Derrickson leaving. Uh, likewise, uh, I'm 
equally bummed uh, Zeno Hour. Uh, Alex Mirror saying uh, Freddy Alvarez uh, should direct Doctor Strange 2. Would love that. If he didn't do Spider's Web, though. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, I, it doesn't. It does amuse me when I saw um, Evil Dead, uh, Fetty's um, remake of Evil yeah. Dead, on US TV. They leave all the blood in there, like cutting the arm off with a chainsaw. But when they say fuck, they get rid of the fuck. Yeah, that censorship. Like, so you can you can chop your arm off, but you can't say fuck. When you're cutting your arm off. Welcome to America. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. Hooray. Uh, Yash, uh, that's my observation for the day. That's yeah. one to grow on. Uh, Yash saying, I'd love to see Ari Aster uh, do Doctor Strange. No. Uh, no shot. No, 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 absolutely no. not. Don't There is dare. more chance of me winning a Rene Zellweger lookalike contest uh, than there is that. Although, Ugh. to be honest with you, I'd be in the top three. Uh, but I guess uh, Feige uh, would want to squeeze in Mahersha Ali's Blade and jokes slash bits. Could it be Blade? They were, I don't see Blade fitting into that. Probably someone from X-Men. Yeah, probably yeah, like an X Men character. Probably. Yeah. I think Blade will get Maybe his own. Maybe one of the Fantastic Four. I think Blade gets his own treatment. It'll be like a post credit tease, and then you go right to the film. I, yeah. I, I don't think you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the tease. Uh, yes, saying uh, Shazam was a great use of a horror director. Absolutely. Absolutely. Zeno, I was saying, uh, Simon, uh, I'm in for a Panos Cosmatos yeah. uh, on Doctor Strange <laughs> 2. No. I mean, yes, but no. I mean, yes, yeah. but like, no. yes, also, please yeah, make that happen, but also, no. no Kevin, Kevin Feige would just be like, just leave. Please yeah. just go. And uh, Alex saying the director of Monos uh, would be a good yeah, candidate, Yeah, that would too. be great. Great candidate. But the issue is, though, like, I don't know if an indie director should get this. That, that, that's the thing. I mean, we do no. all, this all the time where, like, one indie director gets a hit, and then it's like, oh, what should the Safdie brothers adapt? Like, what, what franchise can we give them? It's like, none of them. Yeah. Their style works for them. Just... You just let them keep doing their thing. Just keep, keep them yeah. indie. Exactly. A <laughs> uh, couple of other things I want to talk on this very quickly uh, before we get to the week's uh, big reviews. Uh, Matt Reeves confirming that Colin Farrell uh, is going to be the Penguin in the Batman, and Batman has uh, the Batman has started filming in London. Uh, no real surprise there, no. uh, but nice to know. None. Nice to have that confirmation this week. Uh, filming has started in London on that. Uh, also, Thor Love and Thunder cast uh, might add Christian Bale was big news uh, this week. Uh, I like that idea. Um, I'm not going to totally try fine. and think who he would play, but I'm assuming it would be a large role. Everyone keeps saying Beta Ray Bill. I, I, you know, I'm not the super comic book known person, but yeah. that's the seems to be the consensus or what the hope is at least. Yeah. Do, do you like the idea? Is, is there any doubt when Christian Bale is in a movie at this point? Like, I feel <laughs> like no matter what he does, he's great in it, so it doesn't yeah. matter. So I'm, just I'm, I'm always on board when Christian Bale gets cast in anything. I would like to see him, uh, you know, uh, take up his uh, Newsies role once again. Oh, yes. <laughs> On Broadway. Newsies in space. <laughs> uh, New Mutants and Bird of Prey trailers dropped this week. Uh, more of what we've seen. Uh, I have to say I'm not more excited about either of those movies by the fact we got both of those trailers this week. Um, I'm kind of still on the uh, five or six level of excitement on either of those. I think we got more personality from Birds of Prey. Mm. Uh, that's the one thing I will say. I love the fact that it like it's blending these show tunes with like a circus atmosphere. It just looks zany, and I'm 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 an easy mark for that. So I'm in for that one. 
and New Mutants, it's doing the horror superhero route. Yeah. We've known that the whole time. This is the trailer that we've pretty much we've seen for the last, what, 10 years, 12 years we've been waiting yeah. for it to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I have hair. Yeah, when, exa- uh, exactly. Yeah. So I, but I'm still in on it because, again, I want that horror superhero take. So I, I'm probably like a seven on both of them. I just want it to end. Yeah, yeah, you mean? So I just wanted yeah, to. End. I just wanted to yeah, just let, let, let it out. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's fine. And I love that it's the Josh Boone cut. Apparently, yeah. so like all the reshoots and stuff that they took so long to do are just never that was happened. Real quick. Yeah, exactly. Never happened. They never, yeah. What really? I didn't know. Yeah. They said it. I'm telling oh, yeah, you, I've yeah. been out of the loop. You've no, been busy. so they're been saying busy. it's the Josh Boone cut that was the original cut they always had. They never did the reshoot, and they never did any of the retakes. And so they're just like, all right, we're just going to stick with it now. Release the Kingdom cut. What? They wow. finally released the X cut, the Boone cut. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to think that they probably did the reshoots and they're just saying that to save face. Oh, but oh my God. either way, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be PG thirteen too. I'm fine with that. You can do PG That's thirteen fine, R. This wow. Let's squash that whole R has to be R. Uh, let's also look at uh, Nick. I'm sorry, I've completely. I just love you. I didn't know, Dude, no, I mean, you're your getting day. Really, you're really getting like natural reactions, to which that is because, great. This I'm is like, good though. Because yeah, I'm yeah. literally, I, I've literally been out of the loop for the past two weeks. But I'm like sitting there. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, you can't be serious right now. What year is this? <laughs> literally, yeah. What? I'm still in 2019. Wait, Christmas. What? But well, I do want to say real quick quick on the birds sure. of prey i didn't watch this new trailer but i i just there's this is not doing it for me i i mean and i've been such a big advocate for, yeah. for dc fans and dc movies uh i've liked some of the movies that a lot of people did not like but this i watched the trailer and i saw some of the tv spots recently i don't know it makes me very 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 it gives me suicide squad vibes oh yeah over again and i'm really nervous about but margot robbie is so invested in this character and she's the one that came and number one wanted this movie she came with the story idea she came knowing like keep the joker out of it i want this to be about her and the girl gang so i think that has a lot working for the film right now the passion behind it yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. She's the producer, so she's overseeing it. I'm putting my eggs in the Margot Robbie basket, where okay. Suicide Squad was kind of just like, all right, let's just get all this <laughs> together. Let, they were trying to force something with that, where I think we have with Margot Robbie just taking over and saying, like, this is this is the Harley Quinn movie I've wanted to see my whole life. And it's like, I'm, I'm more invested in that, I would say. Great. I, I mean, I think that might backfire. I mean, it could. Any movie could backfire. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, we haven't I mean, seen it. We've seen the trailer. I was like, I could punch myself in the dick. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I just... I, I, she is putting all her eggs in that basket. But I'm also kind of like, which is great if that works out. Otherwise... Right, yeah. I'm not saying you it, need it will work out. Basket. I'm just saying that yeah. I like the approach there. Hello, eggs. Can, yeah. I get, can I get some fresh eggs? Uh, Nicholas Holt is joining Tom Cruise uh, in the next Mission Impossible. Cool. Going to take over as Ethan Hunt, do you think? Because mm. Tom's now mm. approximately 232 years old. And still way more athletic and trained than Dude, any of us are. He I mean, ass- like, he could be however age. It's fine. He's still going to be better than we are. I get exhausted stuff. taking a shit. <laughs> and it's just Tom Cruise is like breaking a fucking ankle and carry on running. I'm like, Ugh. Yep. Yeah. Dude's yeah. a superhero. What, I, he's not what's he going to do in this next one? That's what I'm wondering. Like, he like jumped on a freaking right. plane. And like hung off. He's of hung it. from like, building. Like, he's hung from buildings. Yeah. He's hung off of planes. I don't know what train he can... maybe like like he's gonna go on a speeding train I, on like the top. of I it. feel like that's <laughs> a down step though. Yeah, like, like, like right. <laughs> 
How can you possibly top this? I don't know. Although I don't suggest you Google uh, Tom Cruise hung. <laughs> just saying. Uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, obviously, just successful. Uh, Knives Out sequel uh, could put Daniel Craig uh, back on the case yes. in another Ryan Johnson whodunit. Donut. Do you know what? I would, I would love to see this as like, and I spoke to Ryan about this a couple of months ago. I mean, initially it was kind of like, maybe it would be like a TV series with stuff around the characters. But there's a, there's a little part of me that would love to see this as like a murder she wrote. Oh, yeah. Just let him keep going with it. I'd just love to see that. I would love to see that. I mean, he kills the character. He does such a good job. So it, seriously, it's... he nailed it. And Daniel Craig is not the jolliest <laughs> of fellows. Um, but he appeared to be having a really good time yeah. with that role. I think he would very much be up for that. He was so lively when I talked to him about this movie. You can tell he really cared about it. And yeah. that he loved it. And he said he loved doing comedy. Yeah. He just says he never gets offered it. I, I was just going to say, because he's you, been stuck in that well, world. He's, of, he's yeah. fucking miserable most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he comes across as quite joyless. But was um, that because of what he was doing and, you know, being stuck in the Bond franchise, maybe? I just and things know, that I he didn't really want. No, he's quite a dour kind of guy. And I think people just don't... You don't think comedy when you think Daniel Craig. Typecasting is an issue. Well, that is true. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, 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 you know, he's one of my favorite things in Knives Out. So I'm very open to that. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, No Time to Die, uh, hiring Hans Zimmer to do the... Uh, Cool. Soundtrack. Dope. I'm like, tickety box. Yeah. Tickety box. Yeah. Very nice. Great. Uh, okay, let's talk about movies coming out this week. Uh, we have uh, 10 minutes left on the show. Uh, 1917, we spoke about this before the holidays. Uh, it's now getting a wide release, uh, doing very well um, uh, so far, um, and also getting a lot of uh, reaction in awards mm-hmm. season. Uh, 1917, uh, you've seen this, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I think it's a beautifully accomplished dad movie, and I say that with so much love. <laughs> like, I, that was the thing I said around, like, the holidays, when it's playing limited theaters, and it's kind of like, there's that moment where your family goes like, all right, what movie are you going to see? And, you know, dad always throws out an idea where it's like, well, can we do the war movie and stuff like that? Yeah, this was it's one I was like, go with dad. Like, seriously, yeah. that's the present to him, and you will still be so enamored by this film. And, yeah, 1917, honestly, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm fine saying that. It's beautifully shot. Roger Deakins. What else? I, I don't know. I already talked about it before. Yeah, the human elements of it. It's not just a war movie. It's yeah. a universal drama. No, I see the editor um, rewarded last night right. at the HCAs yeah. as well, yep. which is great and getting a lot of other nods. Uh, Scott, your thoughts on 1917? I, I mean, I, I agree with him. And as I said already, um, not usually a fan of war movies. Yep. This was a rare film. Uh, prob- you know, a lot of people have been saying the best um more films than Saving Private Ryan. I actually might go even further and say it might be one of the best war movies to ever hit the silver screen. I agree. Uh, and I also agree that this is a movie that you do not watch on, on this device here. Oh. <laughs> you don't watch it on no. this device here. Yeah. yeah, You go to an IMAX theater, yeah. watch it in great surround sound because it deserves it. And you'll appreciate it so much more. I mean, I was just going to say, there's just that one sequence where it's just pitch black night, and then you have the flares going off. And it's one of the most intense sequences because you have a soldier just running through a crumbled town, and all you can see is when explosions go off, and you just get that burst of light. Like, that scene alone is so accomplished. That scene reminds me of the uh, No Man's Land scene from (sighs) Wonder Woman. Yep. Yep. And I mean, when I saw that in the theater, I got goosebumps when I saw Wonder Woman, and the same for this movie. Like, yep. you just, it's, there's just something so chilling about it. It's yep. so perfectly captured. 
it's just a technical marvel at that yeah. point, and you're just going like, how is this not real? You know, yeah. like it's one of those things. Yeah, it's agreed. an incredible movie. And See also, it on the biggest screen possible. Yeah, I had friends who were like, because I had a screen obviously for awards season, and uh, people were like, can I borrow the screen? I mean, no. you can't lend screeners; they're not allowed to be distributed. Break it, break it. Gotta gotta shred that shit. Uh, but also, I'm like, I I refuse to lend it to anybody because I'm like, if you want to watch that movie, go and see it on the big screen. Go and see it with a fuck off great sound system. Because that's the only way to see this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to see this movie. And also, if you haven't seen the 1916 uh, other movies, um, <laughs> you will still be able to pick up the plots in this one, which well, is good. But I'm bummed. I know. I'll be here all week. Uh, no, I will. I live here. Uh, okay. Uh, like a Boss also this week. Uh, most anticipated <laughs> movie. Yeah. Simon, did you like it? Did, did anyone did you know see what? it? Did anyone see it? I did, I did see Simon it. Thought. Actually, it's a, it's a rare movie that um, my wife actually wanted to... Join me for a screening um, because it kind of looked fun. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I thought the trailer looked like dog shit. Um, it's not bad. Um, it's it's funny. Yeah. I was surprised. Is this um, like when you said uh, Holmes and Watson was funny? Oh. What? what? No, I did. I no, fuck off. I love that. I, I enjoyed that movie. Are you kidding me? No, opinions I enjoyed are that opinions movie. and they're fine. I no, I enjoyed we can all have our opinions. Simon have a natural joke back then. I took so great. much shit for saying on Twitter that I like that movie. <laughs> no, I dude, I like that movie. I will stand by Holmes and Watson. It is like uh Yeah, shit, but I liked it. Um, <laughs> we all have yeah. those films. No, it's but fine. seriously, like a boss is genuinely more funny than you think it. And, it, and and to be honest with you, it's more funny than it has any right to be. You're not the first person to say that either. Um, I, I didn't see the film, but everyone else I talked to, same reaction. So yeah. like, I, I didn't not see it because I didn't want to. It's just the work thing not lining up and I had to do some other stuff. And I don't know because people might have set the bar really low, but it's it's fun. You know, it was, I, we were leaving and I was like, that. if I watched that on a plane, I would be delighted which would is where I, I'm going to watch. Would I pay fifteen dollars to see it? I don't know, uh, but you know it's fine. Uh, it's better than a punch in the dick. Uh, <laughs> they didn't use that on the poster, uh, which is <laughs> interesting. Uh, but the big, the big, big <laughs> release of the week uh, is Underwater. Um, before we get to that, uh, let's talk about uh, when I was watching Underwater. There were several movies that came to mind uh, for me. Obviously, you know, Alien. Uh, there was Deep Rising, which is a great movie that does not get enough love. If you haven't seen Deep Rising, so good. Uh, one of the few movies that Treat Williams has headlined. <laughs> I mean, even Treat Williams was fucking surprised by that. Uh, but also Event Horizon was a movie that, that came to mind, uh, which is a, another How about great movie. The Abyss? Movie. The Abyss was another one. Uh, so, Scott, any other movies that came to mind with uh, I mean, Aliens, of course. Yeah. So you got, like, five. Um which I think works in its favor and works against it mm-hmm. because it offers nothing really new. Yep. But it still manages to be engaging and entertaining. Strangely so. Oddly so. And the the sound design is the whole production design on is, point. I, yeah. I think it's well. We crazy. talked about the costumes. Yeah. On Twitter. I would also throw films that it reminded me of. Um, I mean, you have huge Cloverfield vibes, which, yes, which yes. works for me tremendously. Uh, the sphere go back to that like within the little facility they have and stuff like that i yeah i I forgot the sphere vibes also jumping off film and going to video games really quick uh gears of war 
mm. tremendous Gears of War mm. vibes. Just from the again, the costumes bringing that up. I was kind of like, this is William Eubanks kind of tryout for a Gears of War movie, and I'm like, give it to him immediately. Yeah, I, that played the most in my mind almost. But um, production design is just killer on that. Like you said, like, so the good. costumes, which were apparently a nightmare for the cast to wear because they were so big and bulky and heavy, mm. but it lent to details that other. You know, even the Marvel movies, the costumes are CGI. They just wear, like, you know, those suits and that's it. Or, you know, it, it's spandex. Oh, those were physical. It, those were yeah. physical, big, gigantic rigs that they were wearing. And it's kind of like that lent such a life to the film that it didn't deserve to have. Even, yeah. Like right. you were saying. Um, it is alien. It's alien underwater. And yeah. that's, but it's fine for that. It doesn't yeah. try to be anything else. And it works right into that method. It's. I mean, it's a good movie. It's. It's genuinely enjoyable. I loved it. I, mean, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to be on anybody's top ten list come the end of the year. But you know, when you want to go and watch a movie that is is a popcorn movie that is leave your brain at the door, but just just get completely absorbed by it. Um, yeah. it's very much one of those movies. Yeah. And I and I have to give credit. You know, we we've been talking a lot about Kristen Stewart lately. Yeah. Mm. You know, I've been a fan since way back when. I mean, when she was like a, a kid. And to kind of see her in the last couple of years go from, like, doing these really deep indie films like yeah. Personal Shopper and Clouds yeah. of Sils Maria and then having, like, the time of her life in Charlie's Angels. I know you didn't like that one. <laughs> Did not like that movie. Um, but, like, seeing her, like, do that and have fun and then kind of seeing her now take on, like, a horror, sci-fi kind of badass character like this, again, different. Well, this was she's filmed really, like, but I, mean, I know yeah. it was filmed a lot, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, hundred percent. But, but yeah. like, but it's interesting just seeing like her her diverse yep. body of work. It just continues, and she's really good at a lot of this. Stuff. And the thing is, I think that lent really well to underwater really quickly. Is she just always has that nervous energy? She yes. always has that energy that's kind of off put and skittish, which is perfect for a horror movie. Where yes. some people complained about it being in a drama or whatever, just her entire panic and alarm as underwater plays out. It's so natural and it's so good in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. and then she gets you. to be a badass too. Yeah, right down to the alien reference where her final suit is yellow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's superb. And even the final shot of that movie, I was like, no, nice. oh, yes. Act, Act three's got something money. for you. Uh, Scott and Matt, thank you so much for being here. Scott, first of all, uh, who are you and uh, where can we find sure, you? Sure, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M and on. We live entertainment.com. Thank uh, you. Matt, who are you? Where can we find you? At Donatabom, Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox. Uh, find me on Slash Film mostly and some other websites. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, if you are a returning viewer, we really appreciate you coming back. If you're a new viewer, uh, I hope that you will come back. Uh, we really appreciate it. We are picking up some of the slack from uh, some of our colleagues who are sadly no longer with us boo boo uh, have a great week uh, watch some movies uh, if you're going to spend 15 bucks underwater is the I one where we're so. going to put our money this week and we will see you next week take care everybody from producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro and the entire Popcorn Talk Network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network